Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Um, so I am extremely excited uh, about today's podcast. Um, I've been wanting to share this, um, something that the Holy Spirit really showed me, kind of, you know, building on what I talked about in the last podcast, which was, you know, taking authority over your mind, taking authority over, you know, the distractions and the cares of life that try to come, that try to weigh us down, that try to choke out the word and really learning how to get the victory in the battle of the mind. And so really, you know, as I was just pressing in and, and, you know, asking the Lord, um, you know, how do you win the battle of the mind? How do you exercise your authority and get and keep get and keep the victory in this area. And um I feel like the Lord gave me the word um you know precision and authority. And so I talked about obviously on the last one I talked a little bit about authority. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that and about using your authority with precision and in a precise way that gets results. And so um the scripture that the Lord brought me to is in Matthew chapter 16 Eight, verses 18 and 19, Jesus is telling, he's talking to Peter and he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overpower it. How? Because he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so obviously, you know, I kind of said on the last one, if you, you know, what the Lord had really showed me, if you want to move forward, if you want to continue to advance in the kingdom of God, if you want to continue to bear fruit, you have to change the way you think. And so really that is tied together with what Jesus is saying here. If the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you, that means that you're prevailing over the gates of hell, that you're overcoming, that you are overpowering the schemes and and the tactics of the enemy. That means that you are prevailing over the gates of hell. And Jesus tells you the only way, the only way that he's going to continue to build his church, advance his kingdom, and, and have you overcoming the gates of hell is by giving you the keys of the kingdom by giving you the keys of the kingdom. And so, you know, what are the keys of the kingdom? I mean, I'm going to show you from the word, but the keys, he's talking about words. He's talking about the right word. If the Lord gives you a key for something, it's the right word for the right situation at the right time. And so, you know, that's kind of why he says, whatever you bind that word, it really means whatever you declare to be unlawful, will be what is bound in heaven. So it has to do with a declaring. So, so you know, if you think about it this way, if you just think about it in the natural, if you have, if Jesus has given you a set of keys, say you have a key ring with a hundred keys on it. If you're walking around with a huge set of keys, it speaks of number one, authority. A person that has keys to unlock and lock things is a person that has authority or dominion. And so, but if you think about it, if you have a bunch of keys and you just take the key ring and you throw it at a locked door, uh, nothing's going to happen. You know, you have to, how do you use all of these keys? You have to first, number one, locate the right key for what you're trying to unlock or for what you're trying to advance or where you're trying to get into the door that you're trying to walk through. You have to first locate the right key and then you have to be precise you have to precisely locate that key and precisely take that key put it in the keyhole and use it to unlock that door so really you know with you can have authority and you may be walking around with all kind of authority Jesus said I've given you the keys of the kingdom but unless there comes a precision to where you can locate the right key and that you can use it that you can put it into the right 
keyhole that you can turn it and use it until you know how to use it then you're just walking around with a bunch of authority but but it's it's of no use to you basically I mean, and it's the same when you think about it in the natural. You, God may have given you a bunch of stuff and it may be in your bank account, but if you don't know how to access it, then it's of no benefit to you. And it's the same with the authority that's been given to us by Jesus. We have authority, but if you don't know how to use it and exercise it, it's, it's literally of no benefit to you. That's why Jesus said, my people are being destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so one of the main keys to enter into the kingdom, Jesus talks about it, is, is it's called the key of knowledge in Luke chapter 11, the key of knowledge. So if you don't know, if you don't know how to use your authority, if you don't know the right word to unlock what it is that you need, then that authority is going to be of no use to you. And so, um, you know, as I was just meditating on this and asking the Lord, okay, so if first, firstly, to use the keys, you know, if you need to locate the right key, you know, how, how do we do that? Say you need provision, say you need healing, say you need a breakthrough in the area of peace, in your joy, whatever it is. How do you locate the right key or the right word that's going to give you your breakthrough so that you can advance? And so this is the scripture that came to my mind. It's Isaiah 59, 19. It says, when the enemy comes, so similarly to what I just read in, in Matthew, so when the gates of hell are aligning themselves against you, when the enemy comes, what does it say? It says the spirit of God will raise up a standard. And in another version, it says a mighty wind. It's like he comes like a mighty wind that drives a stream of water. The spirit will come like a rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives that will overwhelm the enemy. So, um, you know, a lot of people interpret the scripture wrong. They, They say it more like when the enemy comes like a flood. But really, it's talking about when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of God comes. So the spirit of God is the one that's going to come like a flood, it says, or like a like a stream that the breath of the Lord drives. So you can imagine that the Lord is, bl- the, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. And so when the spirit of God comes upon the waters of the word, right, he's, he's blowing on the waters of the word to lift up a standard, it says, to raise up a standard. So when the enemy comes, when the the gates of hell align themselves against you, you better believe that like a mighty wind, the spirit of God is going to come and and breathe on the waters of the word. And he's going to raise up a standard that will overwhelm the enemy. The spirit of God's going to come to you like a flood with the right word, with the right key that you need to get the victory in whatever area that you need. And so, you know, as I was thinking about that, obviously, you know, what's the first thing you think of when you think of the Holy Spirit coming like a rushing, mighty wind? I don't know about you, but I think about Pentecost. I think about Acts chapter two, right? And so really what happened on the day of Pentecost was that this prophecy in Isaiah 59 was being fulfilled. What it's talking about is, is yeah, the gates of hell have been aligned against against his people. But Jesus said, you better rest assured that I'm going to send you my spirit. He's going to come. And he came like a rushing mighty wind to lift up a standard, to lift up a standard so that he could build his church and so that the kingdom of God could be forcefully advancing, not by might, not by human power, but by his spirit, by his spirit that came like a rushing 
raging mighty wind to raise up a standard. And so, you know, obviously Jesus, when he was talking in Matthew chapter 16, he was talking to who? He was talking to Peter right? He was talking to Peter and he was telling Peter, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And obviously, you know, he's speaking to all of us, but more specifically in correlation, you know, with Acts chapter two, who's the one who stood up and preached on the day of Pentecost was Peter. It was Peter because Jesus said, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, right? And so, and so what's so cool about this is if you read Acts chapter two, right? So the breath of the Lord came, he breathed on them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There was that rushing mighty wind from heaven. And, and so what that wind did, you know, according to Isaiah 59, is that it lifts up that standard or that key or that right word, the right word, the key that you need to unlock whatever it is that you need. And so, um, if you read Acts chapter two, I'm not going to read all of it just for the sake of time, but what happens is Peter stands up to preach. You know, they, they prayed in tongues and they spoke with other tongues and every, the crowd came to hear the, what was happening. Right. And so a crowd gathers and Peter stands up and he begins to preach and he preaches out of two passages in the Old Testament. One of them is Joel chapter two, and one of them is Psalm 16. And so these are the two keys that the Holy Spirit obviously raised up in his spirit. So can you imagine if Peter would have stood up on the day of Pentecost and not preach on Joel chapter two? What if he would have just picked some obscure scripture, you know, in the book of Leviticus about something like, random about like, you know, who knows? So Peter it could have used his own brain and picked any two random obscure scriptures from the Old Testament, right? To preach on. But no, this was, this was deliberate. Peter knew what, exactly the two passages that he needed to preach out of because the spirit of the Lord had come like a rushing mighty wind to lift up the right word. So you have to understand Peter was a Jew. So they knew the Old Testament. All of these, um, you know, people who were, who were Jews, they, they had the Old Testament, like they knew it, like the back of their hand. So all of this word, all of these prophecies in the Old Testament were already on the inside of Peter. He already had, you know, a deposit of the word of God on the inside of him. So when the spirit of the Lord came upon him like a rushing mighty wind, the spirit of the Lord was able to draw out the right key or the right word, the right word for the right time, the word that was being fulfilled in that very moment. And so Peter's words were not just words like out of a textbook. His words were prophetic. His words carried the weight of heaven. It was the right word at the right time spoken under the authority of the spirit of God. And so that's, that was the key. That was the key. Those two passages, Joel chapter two and Psalm 16, and you can go read where he quotes those two in his sermon. So he preaches those two keys, those two prophetic Rhema, now words, word of God. He declared that. And then it says, this is what's so awesome. It says at the end of Acts chapter two, it says that the people that they were, when they heard what Peter said, when they heard what Peter said, it says that they were pierced. Their hearts were pierced. They were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. Their hearts were pierced. Pierced by what? The key. The key stuck directly in the lock of their hearts and was able to unlock the hearts of these 3,000 men who heard him. 
So, right. So it says that 3000 were saved. And so that what Peter said, what Peter came out of his mouth was literally sharp, like a key that unlocked their hearts. So had he not had the right word, who knows what these people's response would have been. But when you allow the spirit of God to raise up the right key, the right word from your spirit and you speak it out of your mouth, there's a different authority on that word that will unlock people's hearts. So it says that they were pierced to their heart and they asked Peter, what should we do? And he told them, repent which means it's not about a sin. I think a lot of people associate repentance with sin, but the word repent actually is, it doesn't really, it means turning or changing your mind. So it could have to do with like, you're changing your mind from sinful thoughts to, to the word of God, to the truth. But ultimately we're constantly repenting. You're constantly changing the way you think. That's everything I talked about on the last podcast, constantly being in a, in a place of renewing your mind, changing your mind, changing the way you think. And so the Peter told these guys, Hey, you need to change the way you think. So, so what I'm saying here is the key came, the right word came, the standard was lifted up. And what was the result is that they changed the way that they thought their thinking was changed. Their thinking was changed because their heart was unlocked. And so, um, you know, which, so really what that means is that the right word, the right word that the spirit of God raises up within you is what will cut cut to your heart or prune your heart, prune back the wrong way of thinking and bring repentance. That's what will bring a change to your, to your thinking, right? So what I'm saying is that, so precision is absolutely vital. If you're going to win the battle of the mind, precision with the word of God is what's going to call is, is what's going to cause you to be able to change your thought patterns and really break strongholds because wrong thought patterns create strongholds in your mind. And so it's not, it's not just as easy as, Oh, all of a sudden I'm just going to like change my thoughts one time. And all of a sudden I'm totally free from this stronghold, this wrong way of thinking that I've had for the past 10 years. You know, it's going to take an authority from heaven. It's going to take the right word cutting to the heart and, and that word coming to prune away or to cut away that stronghold, that wrong thinking. And so really those two things coupled together, your authority coupled with the precision, the precision of the right word, the right key, that's what's going to help you to really break free of those strongholds in the mind. You know, so even like, for me this morning, I woke up with a certain, I've been meditating on kind of what I talked about in the last podcast about um, pressing through distractions to grab a hold of Christ. That's like what I've been meditating on just in my own personal devotional time, right? So I've been meditating on that and I've been asking the Lord, teach me, show me, show me keys, show me the, the right way to, to um, you know, break free of distractions and really learn how to grab a hold of Christ and make sure I'm receiving, make sure that the word is coming on good soil in my heart, make sure I'm still receiving from the life of the vine, right? So I've been meditating on that stuff, right? So I wake up this morning and the spirit of God has lifted up a standard in my spirit. I woke up with uh, Mark chapter five in my spirit, which is um, the story with the woman with the issue of blood, right? And so if you know that story, 
Um, I, so I didn't necessarily, now I do do a reading plan, but I, a lot of times I skip my reading plan and read what I feel prompted to read in my spirit. Because a lot of times this, if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he'll show you what you need to study or what you need to go look at. And so, you know, and it doesn't happen maybe all the time or every day, but, but, you know, the, the Holy Spirit will show you the right word or the key that you need to break into that revelation that you've been needing, man, that revelation, that's finally it. That's what gave me my breakthrough. And how did it come? It didn't just come because you uh, luckily flipped your page open to the right page. And, you know, maybe that can happen, but it's really, it's by the spirit of God. It's by the spirit of God, enlightening you or showing you or bringing up the right word from your spirit. So, you know, if you have a deposit of God's word on the inside of you, then when the breath of God comes on you, when the spirit of God comes upon you, right, he's going to lift up the right word. He's going to lift up the right key that you need to unlock whatever's been locked in your life. Whatever door has been shut in your life will be opened by the right word, by the authority that comes with the key from the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, I woke up this morning with that story in my spirit about the woman with the issue of blood. And so if you know that story, it says that the crowds were pressing in on Jesus, right? And she pressed through the crowd to grab a hold of Jesus. Well, I thought it was so interesting. I was looking at it um, in the Greek, that word it, um, in Mark chapter five, where it says that the crowds were actually pressing in on Jesus. It actually says to the point that they were almost suffocating him suffocating him. And so the only other time that that word is used in the New Testament is in the parable of the seed and the sower, which is kind of what I talked about on the last podcast about how distractions come to suffocate, to suffocate the word. Right. So really the story, so when I realized that it's like the woman with the issue of blood, it was the same thing. All these people were around Jesus, all of these distractions, all of these the cares of life, they come to suffocate Jesus. They come to suffocate the word. But this woman, this woman, when she heard the report about Jesus, when she heard the right word, when she heard the right word, it put faith in her to press through everything that was trying to suffocate the word, trying to suffocate Jesus. She pressed through the crowd and she grabbed the hold of Jesus and she received her miracle. She received her breakthrough. She received her healing. She received everything that she needed. And so it just goes to show that, you know, that that was like the revelation that I needed really because I've been asking the Lord, okay, like, how do you deal with all these distractions of the mind? How do you deal with, you know, taking authority over your mind and all this stuff? And so really when the Holy Spirit woke me up with that, man, it was just such a great encouragement. If the woman with the issue of blood was able to press through an entire crowd of people that was trying to to press in and suffocate and choke out Jesus, the word, if she was able to press through when she heard the right word, we also, we also, when the right word comes to us, it'll put a faith on the inside of you to press through whatever, anything and everything to grab a hold of Christ, to grab a hold of your breakthrough, to, to, to unlock that door to, to break through into whatever's been trying to hold you back or hold you down. And so, you know, that's just like an example of, of when the key, the right key comes to give you your breakthrough in a certain thing. Maybe you've been studying on you know, um, walking in health. Maybe you've been studying on how to keep your joy. Maybe you've been walking, um, studying on like strength or, you know, whatever it is, ultimately the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon you, he will lift up a standard. He will lift up the right word. And that right word is the precision that you need. 
That is the precision that you need. So I just want to leave you with that. With the battlefield of the mind, it's absolutely crucial that not only do you have authority, Jesus has already given you the authority. He's given you the keys of the kingdom. But now by the spirit of God, he's the one that's going to give you the precision that you need to find the right key and to, and to use it properly and to get the victory, to get the breakthrough and to continue to advance in every area of life. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.